0: Exodus chapter 14. Say, Heavenly Father, anybody alive today? Say, Heavenly Father, speak to me this morning. My heart is open to be transformed by you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Father, thank you that I am in your hands, that my mouth, my heart belongs to you. And I pray that this morning, I know you're going to speak into our lives and release words of life into us. Let the words of my mouth, the meditations of my heart, let these words come out as you intend. I know that you are looking to do a specific work in the house this morning. So Lord, we yield ourselves to you. I yield myself to you and I thank you, Lord, that all of our hearts are hearts that are bent towards you. Hearts hearts that are inclined to hear what you have to say and to receive it wholeheartedly. I thank you for the, tran- for, for the transformation that will happen in the life of everyone who takes these words to heart. In Jesus' name we pray. And the church said, Amen. Amen. The book of Exodus chapter 14. Exodus chapter 14. I want to speak to you from this scripture. Um, I, I, I planned to talk about something else, but I got into this scripture, which was going to be a foundational scripture. And I, and I couldn't leave the scripture because of the things that the Lord started to speak and literally just took the message a different way. But that's okay. We, uh, we, are, we have our ears um, tuned in to hear what God wants to say to us. I want to speak to you about what I am calling navigating seasons. Navigating seasons. Navigating seasons. Anyone in a particular season of life right now? Amen. Praise God, just three of us. The rest of you are in a permanent summer. Okay, some of you are believing God for permanent summer that summer doesn't change and you're binding winter. Listen, winter is coming. Okay, Christmas is coming. It's going to be cold again. Okay, so um, uh, 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 we, we want to talk about this Exodus chapter 14 because we live lives in life in seasons, and I believe that there are some things that God wants to just equip us with. Um, um, please. I was going to say excuse or forgive the simplicity of this message, but no, I'm not going to apologize for the simplicity of this message because I really do believe that when God starts to... that, that the power of God is in, this, in, in His simplicity. It's, it's us preachers who sometimes want to be so impressive that we complicate simple matters um, and try and make it sound a little bit deeper than it needs to be. But all of the best of what God has for us is in, 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 in the place of simplicity. Ex- Exodus chapter 14, verse 10 says, And when Pharaoh drew near, the children of Israel lifted their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them. And so they were very afraid. And the children of Israel cried out to the Lord. That's a good thing to do when you are very afraid. A good thing to do is to cry out to the Lord. They never cry out to the Lord? We are in the middle of a story here for the children of Israel who are leaving Egypt and they're going to the promised land. They're going from one season of slavery to another season of freedom. And I believe that we are in a season of great transition. I believe that we are in a season as a nation, you can even see, that it's it's it it is in the air. Transition is in the air. As a nation, we are tran- we are changing governments and we are changing uh, authorities, changing hands um, I- because it's a season of transition. I believe uh, even as a church, there is a transition that is going on from one season to the other, and I really do believe by the Holy Ghost that every single one of you, whether you acknowledge it or not, you are in a season of transition. Uh, I, and I don't just speak about the here and now, I say this about life because life is made up of a series of transition. All that life is is is, a, is a, a, a moment of transition. We move through life's life through seasons. Uh, and so it's, so if you, if you approach transitions or seasons as God intended, then what will happen is that you will live life as God intended. God leads us through his will for our lives through these series of transitions. So he, he takes someone like Joseph, Joseph, has a season where he lives in his parents' house. And then he has a season where he finds himself thrown in the pit by his brothers. And then he has a season where he lives in Potiphar's house. And then there is a season where he finds himself in prison. And also a season where he finds himself... In the palace. And if you follow the story, even after Joseph's life, there comes a season where the king doesn't even remember who Joseph was. But all of these seasons are seasons of his life. And the way you manage these seasons are very important because there will be seasons where you find yourself in the pit. If you don't understand how to position yourself, how to position your mind, you will judge God unfaithful because he promised you the palace but you find yourself in the pits. Mm-hmm. Amen? If you don't understand how to position yourself in seasons, you will find yourself in, in prison and wonder, Lord, I thought my testimony had changed because I found myself in the pits, but suddenly now what am I doing uh, I'm sorry from the from the pitch, i found myself to be in potiphar's house and i went to church and i gave a testimony of how God turned my life around how my 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 brothers tried to betray me but God arranged it to be the case that i went to Potiphar's house and, and now i am in potiphar's house and the day you got the promotion, you know how we give a testimony. the day you got the promotion you came to church the next sunday and you gave the gave the testimony that Potiphar has released all of his business to me and now I am running the whole thing and you're testifying and then two weeks later you find yourself back in prison. See, everyone says seasons. And so what you've got to understand is God is managing, God is taking you from one season of life to another season and so the game then is to be in a place where you you know how to manage the transitions that you go through Because it is very possible that if you don't have the right attitude in prison, Joseph, God will be ready to move you to the palace, but you will not be listening or positioned because you are angry with him. Okay? God is working to to take you from one destination to another. And so what we need to do is to position ourselves to learn how to navigate these seasons of life. Today, there are at least two groups of people that I am speaking to today. Number one, for some of you, like 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 is described in, in in Exodus chapter fourteen, uh, your Egypt is just like the Egypt that we are talking about in Exodus chapter fourteen. In other words, it's not a really nice place for you to be in right now. The place that you find yourself or the place that you have been, for them, it was 400 years. Some of you, maybe it's been five years, but it might as well feel like 400 years. You know, how many people have been through some things for two weeks and you think this this is the longest two weeks of my entire life? Okay, so, so, so there are some seasons that appear to be that long. And for some of you, the first group of people I am speaking to is you're in a place that isn't a nice place, to be in. It feels very much like Egypt where you can still feel the whips of your mas- the slave masters on your back and it really hurts and it's still sore. Uh, and you're going through all of these things. Your, your boss at work is piling on the lo- workload, not necessarily because there is work to do, but he just wants to make life difficult for you where you are. You are crying yourself to sleep at night because you feel stuck in this season of life, you started well, you were moving on well, but just like the children of Israel in this scripture, you find yourself in a place where they're making progress, they've left Egypt, they've moved away from Egypt, they have celebrated their exit from Egypt, but now they find themselves before the Red Sea. But that's not the only problem, Pharaoh is gaining ground on them. I know by the Holy Ghost that there are some of you in here today, you have started certain things, you have made some good progress, you are starting to see some things shift, you are experiencing some favor, but now it looks like the demons of your past are gaining ground on you again this morning. Don't shout amen, but I know you're here. Amen? You experience some freedom from that addiction. It looks like you are gaining ground. It looks like you are making progress, but but, but something happened now. You have slipped back into harming yourself again. You have slipped back into those eating uh, patterns that are not really what God wants for you. You have slipped back into that addiction once again, and it feels like it is consuming you again, and you have been crying out to the Lord, I need you to know that the Lord has heard you this morning, that the Lord is looking to transition you. He has not changed his mind about taking you to the promised land. The presence of Pharaoh is not the absence of God. Okay? The the fact that Pharaoh seems to be gaining ground on you is not evidence that God has changed his mind concerning your promise. And so I need you to know this morning, if that is you in here, God is doing our work. He is still taking you to the promised land. Amen. Amen. He's not done with you. I I said he is not done with you this morning. He is still taking you through that transition. The second group of people I want to speak to this morning are those of you who feel like you are, you know, where you are is pretty good right now. You got no complaints really because God has been good to you. Well the Lord said to me, He said, Listen, that that if you if if you don't understand that where I am taking you, if you knew where I if you knew where I am taking you, you will realize that the place you are calling good right now is a place of slavery. If you knew how much good God has in your future, where He is looking to take you to. You will understand that this place right now might as well be Egypt because a lot of people get stuck in their seasons of goodness. You get stuck in your season of earning 60K because this is pretty good. You can pay your mortgage. You have a bit extra, but you don't realize that God wants to take you to the place where you are paying people 60K a month. And so you can be a slave to a good season in your life if you don't understand that God has better in store for you. Someone say, God has better for me. Come on, say it again, God has better for me. Let me tell you, let me tell you the truth. If you are not able to, to make a confession at church, you will not make it at home. If you not, if you, you know, sometimes you think, uh, yeah, yeah, I know sometimes we do it because we just want to engage. But really listen carefully. I realize this from my life. It is important that when you get the chance, particularly in an environment like this, when you get the chance, make sure you are engaged. Make sure you are the boss of your body. Are you listening to me? Some of you, your body is your boss. So when you don't feel like saying amen, you don't say amen. Because your body tells you, we don't feel like saying amen, so we're not saying amen. And guess what would happen tomorrow, which is Monday morning, when you need to say amen, when there is no one making you say amen, your body will also tell you, we're not saying anything, and so you go with your body. Today, you need to know Jesus Christ is Lord here, not your body. Amen. 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 So somebody say amen. Amen. Praise God. Make sure, you know, it's just like praising God. Make sure you tell, every time I come into the presence of God, regardless of where I am, regardless of what I am feeling, I tell myself, no, we are praising God today. So I am lifting my hands. At, why? Because I, am, I, have, I have chosen to rule over my emotions, to rule over your body, because if you don't, the Bible talks about how your flesh is in an enmity with your spirit. Amen. So don't let your flesh be boss this morning. Say after me, Jesus Christ is Lord in my life. life. And so I really believe that every single one of us is in a season of transition. And I want you to pay attention to your life and, and look at your life. Where is God taking you from and where is he taking you to? Because God is always leading us from somewhere to somewhere. He will take us from the wilderness He will take us into the promised land. He might take you from Egypt through the wilderness, but he's taking you to a particular place. God is always, that's why life is a journey, and God is always walking you through different seasons. It's important that you don't keep sidestepping the lessons that come with seasons. Okay? Because because if you sidestep it today, You're going to face another season tomorrow. And what you have got to learn to do is to be able to handle, how do I position myself before God to handle this season of my life? And so in Exodus 14, these guys are on a journey, being transitioned to a new reality. The current reality was that they had just come out of slavery. And now they are standing before the Red Sea. And the Egyptians that they are free from, And they the Egyptians that they were celebrating that they were free from have now gathered more strength. It's just like that scripture Jesus said one time that when you cast a demon out and if you don't put something in there, that after a while they go get their cousins, I'm paraphrasing Cheeto Amplified now, they go get their cousins and they get their brothers and they move in even stronger. Because the enemy doesn't like to lose ground. Amen? Pharaoh doesn't like to, loo- to lose ground. The moment you testify, you start to annoy the enemy. That is why your testimony is a powerful thing. Yeah. Amen? Your testimony is a powerful thing because, uh, b- because the enemy doesn't like it. Pharaoh was watching the children of Israel marching out victorious, and he got angry. And he started to come after them again. But God is still taking you to where you need to be. I came to tell somebody today that regardless of what you see, it maybe feels like you have taken five steps forward, and now it looks like you're taking ten steps backwards. I need you to know this morning that God has not changed his mind about where he is taking you to. He is still taking you to a wealthy place. He is still taking you to a place where your mind is sound. He is still taking you to a place where your relationships are healthy, where your relate where your friends can be trusted where you have more money than months where you the, the wisdom of God is flowing through you he is still taking you to a place where your marriage is flourishing where plates are not the only thing that is flying in your house but there is joy and laughter coming out from your bedroom Hallelujah he is still taking you to a wealthy place. God still has... I got to preach to somebody today who needs to know that God is not done with you today. Some of you, your circumstances have been telling you a lie, but I need to tell you the truth. God is not done with you. His promises are still yes and amen. He is the same God yesterday, today, and forever. He never changes his mind. If he says he will do something, that is exactly what he is going to do. If he says, Joseph, I'm going to take you to the palace... It doesn't matter who throws you in the pits. It doesn't matter who laughs at you. You are still going to the palace. <laughs> Hallelujah. David, you are going to be king even when you are in the cave. Let Saul chase you around for as long as he wants. You have been anointed to be king. I need to remind somebody this morning, you are anointed to do what God has called you to. That industry will not be the same without you. You cannot quit right now because God put you there for a reason. And regardless of how difficult it has been at work, you did not get here by yourself. You got here because God orchestrated your steps and he brought you here. He who began a good work in you, he is the God who will finish what he started. I need you to know that God will finish what he started in your life. This This season of your life is not where you're going to be. I'm going to preach over you today, and I'm going to preach into your spirit today, because you're going to wake up knowing that this season of your life is not the final resting place. Joseph was so aware that God is operating in seasons, that there was a promise that when Joseph was dying, this is what he said. He says, he says to them, he says, make sure you take my bones with you. Because even though I am dead and my bones are in the ground, I see a future where my people will be in their own land. And that is where I am going, where even beyond the grave, he's saying, take my bones with you because we're going to the promised land. I'm telling you, you're going to the promised land. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Depression is not your story. I said, depre- I'm, I'm, I might not move on from here because I can tell that some of you uh, have been stuck in this place for a long time. But listen, depression is not your story. I'm telling you, this sickness is not the last word in your life. This thing did not die for you. There is a person who died for you. There is a person who backed up his promises. He became a man, God, who is not limited to flesh. I like to put it this way. He wrapped himself in human flesh. And the only reason he did that is so that he can die to prove to you that he will keep his word. This morning, you are not standing on the word of a preacher. You are standing on the word of God, the incorruptible seed of God's word. That's why I know that you will not stay here all your life. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Money will not always be a problem in your house. You will not always be fighting. You know, most relationships suffer primarily because of money. Amen. No, God will supply your needs like he promised. I need you to believe it. I, I, I want to sense faith in the house before I move on. Because there is no point in talking about anything else that we're going to talk about if you don't believe that God is taking you to a wealthy place. He's taking you to a different place. The plans he has for you, they are good. Amen. They are good, only good. Come on, imagine good. Take a moment. Just imagine good. We'll, we'll talk about this in a little while, but, but just take a moment and just imagine good. I don't know what good looks like. Do not be afraid. Life the, the Bible talked about this, that hope deferred makes the heart sick. And one of the ways that the heart gets sick is that the heart refuses to imagine good. The, the heart is really designed to so that you can imagine uh, that, that is why when words are spoken, words create images. When I say, whatever I am saying, you should be having images. But what, 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 what the enemy does is that he tries to pervert your heart, particularly if you have been disappointed in different things, and that's just being human. Particularly if you have been disappointed, what will happen is that the enemy will cause your heart to be sick in the sense that you can't imagine good in, a, in, in certain areas of your life. But I need you to imagine yourself healed. Imagine God using you. Imagine your children serving the Lord. I know you came high last night, came home high last night, and you're wondering what on earth did he smoke this time. But just imagine that boy serving the Lord. Imagine God using you. Imagine your industry being turned around. Hallelujah. Come on, give God praise for what you can see right now. And so Exodus chapter chapter 14, are you still with me? I'm going to stay here and just talk about uh, three or four things. we just see what what, um, um, the time allows. But but God is taking us to a new season. And so we read in Exodus chapter 14 from verse 11. It says, then they said to Moses, so now they are, remember the story where we're going? They've come out of Egypt. They're now before the Red Sea. So they're waiting to see what's going to happen. Okay, Moses, what's next? Amen. It's a leadership dilemma where the, the dilemma of being a leader is that you are so audacious. We're going out of Egypt. Come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. Then you get to Red Sea. Uh, what are we going to do now? <coughs> because for, for the most part, most leaders don't have the full picture. We just have a glimpse of the promised land, but we don't have the full picture. The Lord is leading us just as much as he's leading you. Okay, So Moses leads them, and they come to this place where they're before the Red Sea, and the people are looking at Moses, and Moses is looking at the people, and they're looking at Pharaoh. And now everyone is kind of, so, so they start to have a conversation with Moses. L- look at wh- what they say in verse, ele- verse 11. They said, uh, then they said to Moses, because, <laughs> because there were no graves in Egypt. Personally, personally, I believe, I, I believe the Jews are Africans. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. <laughs> I'll tell you why. Just look at the construct of that question. The construct of that question is something like my grandmother would ask me. He says, is it it because there were no graves in Egypt that you have taken us to die in the wilderness? I'm, I'm sorry, I just had to explain that. He says, why have you dealt with us to bring us up out of Egypt? Is this not the word we told you in Egypt saying... Let us alone, check this out, he says, we told you, Moses, leave us alone. Some of you are going to say, Cheeto, we told you, let me sulk our church. I didn't want to say amen. I didn't want to imagine anything. Now I've imagined, now see where I am. Did I not tell you? So that's what they're saying. He says, is this not the word that we told you saying? Let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians. Look at this statement. For it would have been better. For us to serve the Egyptians, then we should die in the wilderness. I'm talking now about when God is transitioning you, um, just certain things that I think you need to have in your mindset that will allow you flow with God. Yeah. Because regardless of the season you find yourself And even how you got into that season, God is still always working you into the better season. It is just his nature. But what has got to do, what we have got to do, Romans puts it this way, that we need to renew our minds. Everyone say renew renew our minds. What that means is to literally renovate your mind. Like we will renovate this building, pull down that wall, and put up a new wall. So what we are, I don't want to go into all of that today, but really that's what the scripture is saying. When we renew our minds, we rebuild our minds so that the things of God can flow. For some people, the Word of God cannot flow into their minds because the structure of their mind is like that, and the Word of God is coming that way. And so there is a way of thinking that you would have that it doesn't matter how much I shout at you today, until you renew your mind, the Word of God will just bounce off. But what is, what is required of us is for us to renew our minds in such a way that when the Word of God comes, it will find a place to flow through you. Amen? And is renewing your mind to align with the Word of God. So that we are not conformed to this world, but we are renewed or transformed by the renewing of our minds. So these things are three or four areas that I think you need to change your mind in if you will flow with God in the transition. So where these people are, their mind needs to be renewed. Because they're saying it is better that we die, that we serve in Egypt then we should die in the wilderness. Write this down. You have got to make a decision between a past that you know and a future that you don't yet know. Okay? If you are going to flow with God, God showed up to Abraham, and he said to Abraham, just go. If you're going to flow with God into a new season, you've got to make a decision about a past that you know and between a past that you know and a future that you don't yet know. Here is a question you have to answer. Is it better to serve the Egyptians than to die in the wilderness on the way to the promised land? You're the only one who can answer that for yourself. Is it better to stay where you are or to fail in the business that you feel God is prompting you to start? Is it better to stay in this relationship or to be single. And society, I think that we can spend a whole day talking about that one because I'm you know, society just paints a picture of singleness as being a disease. It is not easy. Listen, listen. Some of you are better off single because, I'm that's not where I'm going. But you, you know, singleness is a blessing. Amen. It is a enjoy your seeds. Don't let the enemy or society paint a picture of something. You know, if you are not prepared, to be in partnership or you are not in partnership with someone, you know, enjoy your season of being single. And the question you have to ask, is it better better for me to be in this abusive relationship than it is for me to to, to be a single person? Obviously, it is the will of God. If you want to be in a relationship, that's a wonderful thing. But you get the context of which I'm talking. If you understand so far, say amen. amen. Because if you don't say amen, what will happen is that when I, when I start, go from one of these tangents, I, I, I feel like I have to keep going there. But, but, but let's stay on the word. You decide. Is it better to serve the Egyptians or to die in the wilderness? Which one is better for you? Are the Egyptians, at this point we're speaking to these guys, the Egyptians that they knew were better than die, was better for them than to die in the wilderness? Amen? If if the image of the promised land is not um, big enough in you, these are the only two options you would have. You would think that the only options you have are to stay in Egypt to serve the Egyptians, to stay in that abusive relationship, to stay in that job that you hate. Amen. 70 hours in a job you hate. Not only do you hate the job, you hate everyone there. They are know you there, so even the happy ones just get on your nerve. You know, you know something is wrong when when happy people or positive people start to get on your nerve. You just need to check what, what's going on with me, because this, you know, I, I, Amen. You, so, so you're in this space. Is it better to be enslaved in this place than it is to go into a land that you don't know? And it's when you don't have a picture of what the promised land looks like that these will be the only two options that you think you have. Courage is the ability to make a move in the directions of your dream in spite of the things that might scare you. And so it will require courage to be in a place where you let go of something that you have known, and this is the problem. We like what we know. Anybody know what I'm talking about? We like what we know. At least this argument with this boyfriend or this girlfriend, we know how to argue. Because if I get into another relationship, then I'm going to have to learn how to argue. No, no. This one I know. I know exactly what's going to happen. We're going to raise our voices here. And then we're going to put our voices down. And then three weeks later, we'll get back together. Have one week of rest. And then we're back to what we do best, fighting again. (laughs) May the Lord deliver you, you know, whenever I speak to folk who are always, particularly when you're dating and you're always fighting, the first question i ask you is that do you have to be in this relationship? You know, if you're, if you're dating and you're always fighting, I'm, I'm wondering why are you still here? Because fighting is evident. I mean, over a period, I'm not, I, I'm not talking about a little bit of disagreement. You know what fighting is. I don't mean like you have, I mean fighting like you're, you want to kill each other. Amen. Uh, 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 fighting is always evidence that you ha- there, is, there is an area of agreement that you haven't worked on yet. And so the question is, why are you still in this? Because the whole point of relationship is finding agreement. So we need to find that if you are not in a place where you're able to find agreement, particularly if you're dating, why are you still with this person? Let's answer that first question, question first. I don't know why I'm talking the relationship today. That's not where I came. Maybe we'll do some relationship later on in the year. Are you, are you with me so far? So, 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 so courage is the ability to go forward even when you are, you are scared of, of, of what is going to be. And, and so we, we like what we know. That's what I was saying. We like the things that we know. Sometimes we, we stay in those kinds of relationships because at least you know this devil. Amen. This is, the, this is the devil you know. You know how to cast out this devil, even though you forget that the devil is hurting you every time. and breaking your spirit. I'm going to leave that alone. <laughs> so we like what we know. We like the job that we know. I know this job. I know he's not paying everything, but at least it's paying something. And so the idea of considering that maybe there are other ventures, other streams of income, that, that God can send to you is just too far-fetched because you don't have an image of what that looks like. You, 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 you know how to manage your overdraft. You're used to going into your account and seeing minus. You're used to that. So anytime you come out of that a little bit, you can't imagine. You're like, no, something is wrong. Let me go and spend. Let me go shopping because you're used to what you know. Amen. You're used to paying credit card bills. And so you can't imagine your account, no direct debit, going to Barclays even before you tithe. (laughs) Hello, Christian. You're used to certain things, and what we have got to do is to be people who get a picture of where you are going. Make a decision. Is staying here more beneficial than attempting to go out of this place? Is serving the Egyptians Better for me than dying in the wilderness. Can I just tell you what I think? I prefer to die in the wilderness, a free man, than to stay serving the Egyptians. Amen. I prefer, I prefer that I will I will I will die trying than just kind of knowing that this is it. If there is anything that gets me, it is just knowing that this is it. That that what this this is no, it terrifies me to think that this is it, whatever this is. No, there is always another level, and so God always has another plan. There are, There is at least another option for you, and the, op- the only options are not serve the Egyptians or die in the wilderness. There is another option, which is get to the promised land. Amen. The only options you have are not, shall I die in the wilderness, serve the Egyptians? No, we have a third option, that is to get to the promised land. But what I'm saying to you is you have got to be in a place where you decide up front that even even if I die in the wilderness, that has got to be better than being a slave of the Egyptians. Listen, until you get dissatisfied with where you are, God himself cannot shift you. Until you decide for yourself, this level of income is no longer enough. It is no longer longer a a true reflection of what my God can do. It doesn't matter matter how much money comes your way. You will find your way back to that level of income. Until you get dissatisfied with this this kind of um, unhealthiness in your relationship, you will stay in that cycle. So what I'm asking you to do is consider, where is God shifting you from? Abraham, if God is going to take you to where he's taking you to, you have got to get to the place where, where, where you truly believe in your heart. That where God is taking you to is better than where you are now. And the way that you do that is to feed yourself. Joshua, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. You shall meditate on it day and night. What is in the book of the law? It is the words of God. What is the word of God? The word of God are the paintings of your future. And until you meditate, and that's what happens when you meditate on the word of God. You're not just thinking words. If you're meditating on the Lord is my shepherd, you are meditating on the fact that He's He's with you, He is guiding you. Where are you going? The Lord is guiding you. As you meditate, you are having images. And until those images become real, so real that this place that you are. Is no longer is no longer um, attractive to you. You will always stay in a season when God is trying to move you up. Go read the story of the Egyptian uh, of the children of Israel. Even later on, when, when they had gone further into the wilderness, they had seen God part the Red Sea. They're still talking about cucumbers and leeks and, and potatoes because that image is still bigger in their mind than a land flowing with milk and honey. Can I encourage you to do something? Find a space in your day. Make, don't, don't lie to yourself that you don't have time. Okay? Because that is just a lie. Everyone say, that's a lie. I'm not going to put it cute. I'm not going to make it, you know, just kind of make. No, 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 no. Make time in your life to just sit down and imagine the goodness of God. Make time in your life to sit down and imagine your children serving the Lord. Imagine a relationship that is working. Imagine a job that you're enjoying. Imagine a business that is thriving. Imagine that one day you will log into your account and the zeros will not be on the wrong side. Imagine that there will not be no minus before. Imagine imagine having no overdraft. Imagine not using a credit card. Imagine, hello people, take time to imagine. Let me tell you, go back to imagine. Let me speak to some veteran saints here because there are some of you veteran saints, you used to do this. But life has hit you so hard that you no longer do this. And so now you think that this is just preaching. I came for you this morning. Go back to pick up the word. Your experience is not God. Your experience is not God. Find the word of God, because God is looking to yank you from Egypt, but Egypt is too big inside of you. And so he's dragging them through the wilderness, and by the way, only two people actually got to the promised land, and the two people are the two people who really saw what God was trying to do. Amen? Make a decision. Is is it better to stay here serving the, the Egyptians, or is it better to die in the wilderness? I'll be honest, I'd rather die in the wilderness than stay in slavery. I'd rather die serving the Lord than stay in a place where I'm thinking about, some of you are still thinking about, shall I serve God? Shall I go to church? Shall I read my Bible? Uh, 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 And uh, and all that while you are still enslaved. It's your season for freedom. Amen. Amen. If you don't know what this is, this is God sending a Moses to you. Say, it's time to leave Egypt. Mm-hmm, these people don't, there's two people here, believe me. Let me see if I'll find five here. I said, it's time to leave Egypt. Yeah. Amen. Shall we go back to these people? We try them again. Hey, it's time to leave Egypt. Yeah. Amen. Oh, they're getting better. Let's try this. this. is good. I said, it's time to leave Egypt. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Just make a decision for you, you now. I'm tired. I made a decision. No, no, I, I, there are certain areas in my, in my life. I said, no, no, this is not going to be enough. I'm not going to live like this anymore I'm not going to be there the, are the, the relationship things that i'm saying no 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 no, no. i I've, I've overgrown falling for this same thing no this is enough you know the, the the days of me carrying bitterness in my heart for anything no 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 the days of me you know allowing allowing somebody ah oh, i't i don't even, even want to go i, I, I got to i gotta this is big because you 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 can die here if you don't change your mind i'm I'm not even playing um i I got a yesterday morning. We were, um, a, a cousin of mine, um, uh, and this is just to bring, bring home how, how urgent I think it is for you to really consider leaving Egypt, whatever Egypt is in your life. Uh, a, a, a cousin of mine, uh, we got a picture of him. He wasn't feeling very well Saturday morning, and they were saying, oh, it's really sick, the liver enlargement and all kinds of things, and we just believe in God for his healing. By the evening, he had gone. He had transitioned, uh, and, and, and he just reminded me, and And how fleeting life is. Life is long, but life is short. Do you understand that? You know, don't waste another moment. Just just do it. You're going to die anyway. What does it matter? Wouldn't it be better to die trying than to die enslaved to somebody? So so I'm saying, look, make a decision. Just start here. Make a decision. No, it's not enough for my walk with God to, to be stale. It's not enough for me to hate praying. It's not enough for me to open the word of God and I feel tired about coming to church or being connected to other believers. That's got to change. And I believe with all my heart that you matter so much that God wants to change that. (laughs) Hallelujah. Someone say God wants to change that. Verse 13 says, and Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. Glory be to God. Someone say today. Today. For the Egyptians who you see today, you shall see no more forever. The Lord will fight for you. <laughs> can, I, can, I say some, can I say something in that? You know, He says the Egyptians you will see, but the, the issue is that traveling on, you will still see some Philistines. You will see, <laughs> you will see some Ammonites. You will see from, but let's talk about the Egyptians for now because there are certain things that you will defeat. That, let me, uh, are you with me so far? I don't want us to, I am keen for us to have a quality faith. Amen. And quality faith is believing the scripture for what he says. And when you read the scripture, he says, these, these Egyptians that are threatening you now, He does not promise that you will have nothing that will threaten you later on. But what he promises is that these ones, I can defeat them for you. I need you to know that the Egyptians you see today, you will see no more. God will fight for you. Why do you know that you will see them no more? Because the Lord will fight for you. And here is what you're going to do. You are going to hold your peace. Tell your neighbor, hold your peace. If you're going to transition with God, here is the other thing I need you to know. Do not allow fear to be the chief sponsor of your next move. Okay? Do not allow fear to be the chief sponsor. You know what I mean by chief sponsor. There are certain things you do. You know that text message you sent, you didn't send it out of love. It was because you were afraid. So you thought, let me me break up with you first before you break up with me. Okay, you, you you so let me get it. Let me let me give the the word first. <laughs> let me let me say let me say it first before you say it to me. You know that that's a huge defense mechanism that we use. And do you know what has happened there is that fear sponsored that move. I hate to move when fear is telling me to move. If you're going to transition, you can't allow fear. Now I didn't say you can't feel fear, and because I don't I, I don't know that you, you know I don't think that it is healthy to be in a place where you never feel fear. There is, there is a reason. I'm, and we don't want to go into all of I'm not talking about fear today. But I think that wh- what the scripture is saying is don't be what you feel. It says don't be afraid. Okay? Wh- wh- I'm not going to be, I, I will be afraid when I feel fear and I act out my fear. Because you are what you do. Does that make sense? You know, you will become the thing that you do most consistently. Are you with me so far? So he says, don't be afraid. Don't allow fear to be the chief sponsor of your next move. When you transition from one level to another, let the Spirit of God be your chief influence. Feel the fear, but don't take instructions from your fear. Feel the fear, but don't let it inform your next move. Feel the fear, but go the opposite way. If the fear is telling you to despise somebody, pray for them. Okay, defy your fear. Understand what you're afraid of. Understand why you feel that way. But make sure the Spirit of God is the one influencing your next move. Because fear will never lead you into the will of God. 1 John 4 says, fear brings torment. Fear brings, torment. It, it, fear brings torment and robs you of your peace. Fear disempowers you. When you realize that it is the God who called you, it is the God who saved you, it is the God who is taking you into this transition, and this is the God who will fight for you, fear loses his power because your faith or your confidence is not in anything else that fear suggests. Your confidence is in a God who instructed you. Are you with me so far? Do not be afraid. God is not saying, don't feel fear. He's saying, do not be afraid. Why? Because the Egyptians you see today, you will see no more. Let me prophesy over you that God is going to break you free. Hallelujah. I say God will break you free. If you will change your mind and start to agree with God again, regardless of how fast Pharaoh is approaching, regardless of how much dust the enemy is kicking up, if you will believe God again, he will deliver you. He says, stand still. Fear is saying, go back to Egypt. Fear is saying, return. Fear is saying, raise up your hand and surrender. But the word of the Lord is saying, stand still. Stand still. Open your eyes, see the salvation of the Lord, which he will work for you today. And I speak to someone specifically, if you choose to begin to look to the Lord again, you will see him move in your life. Stand still. Amen? Fear says move. The word says stand. Fear says run. The word says stand. Fear says run you know, go with what you feel. The word says, go go with my word. The Lord will fight for you. I said, the Lord will fight for you. Even right now, the Lord is fighting for you. There are places where you think you cannot go, but the Lord is fighting for you. Amen. Then he says in verse 15, the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? I think this is the, the New Living Translation. It says, tell the people to get moving. Why are you crying? Tell the people to go forward. Why do you cry to me? Tell the people to get moving. Tell to get moving. Yes. If you are going to transition with God, you've got to learn to discern the times. Okay, here is what I mean. There is a time to cry out to God, but there is also a time to get moving. Okay, don't spend the time when you should be moving, crying out to God. Let me put it plainly. The, you should be applying for jobs, not praying right now. The least you've got to do is whilst you're applying, be praying. Prayer is not a substitute for movement. Prayer is not a replacement, is not a justification for laziness. Christians, we are lazy sometimes because we hear things like God will fight for us. But God will fight for us because we are actively working with him. We are in movement. In fact, God would rather that you are moving and praying than praying and not moving. 20 years now, you've been praying about whether to start a business. Amen. Uh, Come on now. Pray and move. Discern the time. Maybe we're saying this place, I'm waiting on the Lord. What are you waiting for? This wait is expensive. Your children are getting old. (laughs) Amen. Are we going to You know, you want to send them to private school. I do. I want to send my children to private school. What are you doing now? I'm waiting on the Lord. Are you sure you want to do that? (laughs) Amen. this is what we do. We, we, we can as Christians declare that God is taking us to the top. We are going to be the best. What are you doing now? Are you just praying? Pray and move. Pray. Oh, you've been talking about how God is going to start your you know, move your hair business to the next level. But you 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 haven't nobody even knows what you're doing. You don't have a company registered, you're not registered as a sole. Trader, you are this thing is a hobby, It's still a hobby while you're praying. Nothing is going to happen while you're here. <laughs> Your face is, never to leave me alone. No, 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 because I don't want us to be here next year. Amen. I say, what are you doing? I'm praying to see... no, stop praying. <laughs> there is a time to cry out to the Lord and there is a time to act out what you're doing. Amen. Hallelujah, there is a time to. No, 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 write that book. Go write it. You know, this is one that I'm doing, and a lot of the time I'd I, I lie to myself and say, I'm so busy. There's so many. No, Chino, stop lying to yourself. Just sit down and write it. Amen. Amen. I'm praying for inspiration. Shut up. Yes. Write the book. Yes. Write a rubbish one first. Yes. Let it be that your book. <laughs> Amen. Hello, Christian. Just, just start. Fall down. That's okay. Get up. The worst thing you can do is just stay in the place and not move because you're still worried about falling down. If you fall, we'll put plaster on your knee. Get up. It's time to move. Tell your neighbor, it's time to move. It's time to move. You've been on this role for a long time. Stop praying about promotion. Go and ask them. Go and look on the internet. When was the last time you logged on your company internet to look for the job that you would like? When was the last time, hello Christian, you, you, you would really like to break out, when was the last time you looked at courses to do with the area that you would like to go in? Stop praying about something when you should be moving. There is a miracle in your movement. Courage is is a necessity in life because in order to step to overcome certain things and take new ground and go into a new season, there's going to have to, you're going to have to make a quality decision to move. There, There is a time to cry out, but there is a time to move. And I believe that this is a time to move. I said, this is a time to move. Move, move, move. Do something. Fail if you must. But make sure you are moving. You know, when, when, when Christians are afraid, we say, I'm just, I'm just waiting to see. I'm just applying the spirit of discernment. <laughs> Amen. No, no, that's not discernment. That is the spirit of fear. Move. Don't ever move. move. Are, are you going to be praying when you should be registering a company? Are you fasting when you should be saying sorry? Amen. I am praying for my husband. I am, pr- Lord. I pray that you open their eyes to see that I am anointed for such. No, stop praying for stuff that you should be. You know, sometimes you just need to go and beg your wife. Say, babes, I am so sorry. You'll be amazed at the amount of anointing that is in sorry. I'm telling, you, I'm telling you, you'll be amazed that you'll be amazed at the miracle of a turnaround that is in the word. I am so sorry. Amen? If you can't even beg your wife, are you ever going to change? Nothing. Why are we even going there? You know what I mean. There there are some seasons, some things we don't need to pray about. A prayer is not going to change this. You know, stop, you know, all the demonic conversation you're having about the the enemy is trying to infiltrate my work. Stop being late to work. That's That's what's happening. Change, move on your lateness. And leave the demons alone. The demons are coming in through your watch. (laughs) <laughs> I didn't say they're not there. I said they are, but they're coming in through your watch. There are certain kind of demons that you don't need prayer to destroy. You just need to go early. That demon will leave you alone. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Amen. Move. There never move. move. If you will transition well, you've got to learn to discern the times. Amen. A lack of action will keep you stuck in one level forever. Imagine Moses, imagine Moses, Moses is leading them to this place um, from one level to another. He has never parted a Red Sea before. Uh, And and by the way, uh, the the next thing is don't worry about the thing that you have to do. So I said move. The next thing, don't worry about what you have to do. Most of the, if you're going to go to a new season, a lot of the times you've never been this way before. Amen. You've never been there. Moses shows up and he shows up to the Red Sea and God says to Moses, raise your hands over the Red Sea to part the Red Sea. Nobody ever parted anything. You didn't even part, you know, you didn't, you didn't part anything. You didn't part your hair by raising up your hands. Nobody did. No one, if you want to part something, you don't think of raising up your hands. It's crazy, it's ridiculous that you would ask me to do, I've never done, in fact, let's, not, let, let, let's even go a bit further back. Who has ever parted a Red Sea before? Ah, do, do, do we do that? Nobody in your, you you might be in a place where you're thinking, no one in my, my family even knows what a company is. They don't know that there is a company's house. But you might be the first one. So God is saying to Moses, raise your hands over this. And, uh, and stretch your hands over it and, and do this thing, part this sea, pick up your staff, raise your hand and uh, over the sea to divide the waters. Let me prophesy over you that this will be that season where you will do things that you have no experience doing. This will be that season when you will do things that you have not been trained to do. Why? Because God is fighting for you. It is God. When you lift your hands and do that ridiculous thing, the miracle is in the action. Amen. Oh, let, let, let me show you. Yeah, give God a hand of praise. Let me show you something. Whenever you act on something that God has told you to do, see, it sounds ridiculous. If another person, I'm sure that there would have been in those two million people when they were standing before the Red Sea, there must have been one guy who just stretched, you know, whilst he was waiting, who just kind of stretched their hands. And the Red Sea did not part. Amen? Two people can be standing before the Red Sea, both are stretching their hands, but one person has a word from God, yes. the other doesn't. And the one who's, that one looks ridiculous, mm. but Moses stretches his hand, and the reason stretching your hand with your staff over the sea works is because you have the word of God on it. There is a miracle. Stop looking at your cousin to see they did that and they failed. Maybe God didn't tell them to stretch. But did He tell you? And if He told you, go with that because the miracle. This is this is why if, when you hear, when you hear what God is doing in the lives of other people, give God praise, but don't always try to duplicate another person's miracle. Because you don't have a word like they do. Don't sell your house because Sister Susan sold her house and gave it to the man of God, and then they, get, they got 10 houses. So now you two go and sell your house and gave it to this big person, and, and, and now you're on the streets. God gave them a word. He did not give you a word. There was no miracle in you selling your house. The only person who got a miracle was the man of God. Are you with me so far? The point I'm making is that there is a miracle. Every time we act on the Word, it seems like a ridiculous thing to raise your hands. It seems like a ridiculous thing to apply for a job. It seems like a, for, for that job, uh, or it seems like a ridiculous thing to start a company. But if God has stirred something inside of you, there is a miracle in your movement. Amen? Say, there is a miracle yeah. in my movement. Come on, say it again. There is a miracle yeah. in the movement I make. Yeah. If you are going to transition, you've got to do something. Do what God says. Take that step. Uh, your courageous actions are laced with miracle working power. Amen? That is why I, I, in relationships, I, 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 I'm not going to finish this, but I'll, I'll just pocket some. I'll, I'll pocket here. Um, I, in relationships, for instance, that's why <laughs> things like love. Is a powerful thing you know uh, uh, love conquers all and and the whole status of your relationship can completely be turned around Mm -hmm. if you walk in love right. right now right now if if the movement you make you know you can be praying God turn the heart of my child around and believing that he would but do you know that there is a miracle in you saying to this child who has come home high and he's hung over this morning and you're saying do you want some breakfast so if your mama saying pastor not today today not today today this boy dies he came back home i'm killing him and then i'll go to jail no, that is one way to do it and you can see where that leads you but there is a most excellent way and that way is love i don't know what the expression of love would be for but the miracle is in the action it's in the action. When you, when you, you know, in fact, when we choose to love, when we, when we say I do, for instance, what you're choosing is you're choosing a person that you are going to consistently be patient with. Amen? Hello, it's not just free sex. It's, it's consistently love is patient. Consistently be patient with. Consistently be kind with. So when I'm speaking to folk who are wanting to get married and they're complaining that um, they're not being patient with them, I kind of say maybe you're not ready to get married because what you're going to commit to is not to change them. What you're going to commit to is make yourself think, see for yourself, am I willing to continue, at least put myself in a place where I'm consistently patient with this person. What I'm trying to say really is the miracle is in the movement. God will meet you if you act on his word. Today, there are some of you who are carrying the word of God. Would you close your eyes and bow your heads for a second? You are carrying the word of God in your life. You are carrying the word of God for you. And life has done all kinds of things with you. Life has, you know, challenged you in so many different ways. I need you to, to embrace the word of God to you today. Where do you need to act What do you need to do? What do you need to let go of? What is it that is in your past that is great that you need to let go of? Can you see a future that is better than where you are? I want you to reflect on this this morning. Because God is indeed wanting to lead you to a wealthy place. He wants to lead you to a new place. But it can't lead you if you're holding on to what you already have right now. If what you have is too precious that you want to keep it for yourself, you'll miss out on what God has for you. What do you need to let go of? What attitudes do you need to let go of to embrace what God has for you? Who do you need to forgive? Who do you need to let out of your jail? Who do you need to give a hug? What do you need to do? Of living God as our hearts reflect this morning. I thank you that you are so powerful, that you move on us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I believe it's a new season. I believe it's a new season.